Hey class, Prof JC, we're in our last video for this week, week two, and um, we're talking about what connection requires of you. We, we could probably also say five things that 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 connection re requires, but let's just say what connection requires of you. And here's the deal. Leadership is not easy. And I think I said this in one of the previous videos. I always tell students before you sign up for a leadership degree, don't do this so just to get something on your wall and don't go into leadership for any reason, but to serve the greater purpose. Excuse me. So if, if it's an organization you want to get into, it's about serving the organization. If it's a company you want to get into, it's about serving the company. Now, I know this, this, what I'm telling you, especially for some of you on the call, might seem dated. It might seem, man, you are off your rock. You're in your 40s. You have no idea how it works today. You know, it's, it, it is a different ball game out there. But I'm trying to tell you this right now. If you were to come in counterculturally and put to you some of the things that we're talking about in this class right here and in the other classes that you're taking in this program, uh, you're going to find the, the success that you crave, that you want, if you put these things in action. So, leadership requires connection. Connection requires so much of what you have. And so, let's talk about this today. Number one, connection requires initiative. Go first. Go first. And then it says here, Sam Walton, who was the founder of Walmart. Okay, we've all heard of that understood the importance of initiating contact with other people. Initiative is to any relationship what a lighted match is to a candle. I think, now this is John Maxwell speaking here, I think most people recognize the value of initiative. They would readily admit that taking initiative is important in relationships, yet many still don't take it with other people. When it comes to interacting with others, they often wait for the other person to take the first step. But all that does is to is lead to missed opportunities. Retired pastor Malcolm Bain observed, if you wait until you can do everything for everybody instead of something for somebody, you end up not doing anything for anybody. If you want to connect, don't wait, initiate. And I think that this is really key in leadership. I remember, again, uh, going back to my first days in leadership, I was pretty I was pretty immature. And I'd walk into a room of people that I was leading, and somehow I expected all of them to jump to their feet, excited to see me and come say hi to me first. And they didn't do that. And so I would get, you know, again, it was all about me you know, in my early days of leadership. So I would take offense to that. And so I'd walk in and I just wouldn't say hi to anybody else. Now, what kind of messes do you think that gave off to the people I was leading? Now, I got that turned around real quick. Okay. Um, and that's, again, that's a whole story that I'll talk about in one of these podcasts. I'll just share my own story of leadership with you. And it's, it's just massive failure until I finally started picking up books and reading and studying what leadership's about. And, and it, it drastically changed. But I remember doing that. And it was because Somehow I was putting the onus on them that they needed to make me feel good as opposed to me needing to make them feel good. My job as the leader is to walk in and to uh, sh take the initiative. It's to shake other people's hands. It's, it's to say hello. It's, it's to get to know them. And you know what? That's what they expect of me because I was in the leadership position. And even to this day, if I find myself in leadership positions, it's my job to initiate, not the other people. And that's that's the same for you as a leader. You've got to initiate the contact and the connection. Okay. Now, number two, connecting requires clarity. So we've got to prepare. And he goes on to say this, while connecting requires being willing to initiate with others, which often means taking action in the moment, it also requires that we know what we're doing when we make contact. That means having clarity of thought 
And clarity most often comes as a result of preparation in three main areas. And here's number one, know yourself, personal preparation. And number two, know your audience, people preparation. That's for speaking or leadership. You've got to know the audience that you're speaking to. And number three, know your stuff, professional preparation. So, so let me say those again. Know yourself, personal preparation. Know your audience, the people you're leading, people pre preparation, and then know your stuff. That's the stuff you're If you're coming in to teach or present, you've got to know your stuff backwards and forwards, and that's pro professional preparation, okay? Now, number three, connecting requires patience, so slow down. Connecting requires patience, so slow down. Uh, it goes on to say this, that we live in an impatient culture. We use drive-through windows to buy meals, pick up our dry cleaning, complete banking transactions, and order prescriptions. Now he's writing this a few years ago. Today it's even it's it's even more impatient than that. We can pick up our phone and cast a check. We can order from our phone and get the food to our home within a matter of minutes, right? We can we can Uber and and and, and get things delivered to us uh, now that you know through Amazon and through some of these other companies like we never were able to do back back when I was growing up. We never heard of any of this kind of stuff. Um. And he goes back to, there's a comment that was made in one of his blogs from a, a reader. In the, and the comment says this, the good news is I move fast. The bad news is I often move alone. Everybody's in a hurry, but that prevents most of us from connecting with other people effectively. If you want to connect with people, you've got to slow down. I actually heard John, and I don't see this here, but I've heard John Maxwell say this. And I'm trying to, I'll be honest with you, even in my mid 40s, I'm trying to get this right. John Maxwell talked about being on staff at a church. He was actually a staff on staff at a church here in Skyline. He was the senior pastor at uh, Skyline Church out in East County, a phenomenal church to this day. And he really kind of set the stage for their leadership. And he talked about um, he was scolding one of his employees, one of his associate pastors, because they would they would just move through the crowd quickly. They didn't want to say hi to anyone or whatever. And so he called him in and, and he said, now, now this guy who tells a story is one of the uh, executive pastors of one of the largest churches in America to this day. So he's a great leader. He learned a lot from John Maxwell and he credits John Maxwell for that. But he talked about learning from John Maxwell, the art of moving slowly through the crowd is what he called it, right? Moving slowly through the crowd, not being hurried, not being rushed, taking time to get to know people. That's what communicates that I love people. Now, I got to be honest with you. This is something I'm still learning. I, I struggle with this one. I'm very impatient. You know, I, I want to get things done. I'm on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. But this is something that I'm trying to get better at in my own self. So so, so leadership is a lifelong journey of trying to get better, but moving slowly through the crowd, being patient. You know, connecting also takes time, just over time. I, I shared, I think, in another video how when you go to a new organization, uh, oftentimes it takes about eight or excuse me, six years for people to begin to trust you. Okay. Uh, so the, this idea of connecting, it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen your first time. So you can slow down and, and, you know, I found just being consistent, showing up, that connection is going to come when you do it, uh, long-term. Number four, connecting requires selflessness. So give, give. And, and then it says here in life, there are people who give and people who take, which kind do you like to be around? Givers, of course, everyone does when we're in the grocery store or at some other public place and we see people we know to be takers. We tend to avoid eye contact. You, you, you've all been there, that person that talks too much and it's always about them. And as soon as you see him, you turn and run as quickly as you can. OK, 
however, when, when we spot the givers, we're glad to see them and we make it a point to greet them. It's easy to feel connected to givers. But being a giver requires energy, and that's not always easy, especially in stressful situations. But then it goes on to say here that, that being a giver is usually a win-win. It can energize you while it helps other people, and it helps you connect with other people. That's true one-on-one -on -one in a crowd or with a large audience. Now, here's the deal. Giving doesn't mean that you're giving money. It doesn't mean that you're, you're, you're giving the shirt off your back. I mean, it might mean that for some people, but that's, that's typically not what it means. Giving in terms of connection means you're present with somebody and, and it could just be giving them of the, 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 you know, you know, you're giving them your time and giving them the attention that they need at that moment, as opposed to, again, being, being worried about yourself and thinking about yourself, you're in a, a mindset of giving to the other person. That's what it looks like. Okay. But but then he goes on here, and I think that this is really important. He's he's reading a quote here, okay? Um, here's how I think it works. It goes back to this idea of we've got to give out of healthiness, right? Being a healthy leader. If communicators teach out of, a, out of need, insecurity, ego, or even responsibility, they're not given. The needy person wants praise, something the audience must give. The insecure person wants approval and acceptance, something the audience must give. The egotistical person wants to be lifted up, to be superior, and just a little bit better than everyone else, something the audience must give. Even the person motivated by responsibility wants to be recognized as the faithful worker, to be seen as responsible, something the audience, uh, the audience must bestow upon them. Many communicators teach in one of these taking modes all of the time, and they're not aware of it. But then there's the giver. This person teaches out of love and grace and gratitude and compassion and the overflow. These are all giving modes. In each of these modes of the heart, the audience doesn't have to give anything, only to receive. The teaching then becomes a gift. It fills and renews. This is you. Well, I think this is um, these. I'm not sure what's going. On. I, I think John may be using an example of someone wrote uh, that somebody wrote to him. But the point here is this: the best teachers, the best leaders—that's you—are people who give, and they lead and they teach out of a position of abundance, out of a position of giving, not because they need something in return. Okay. The greatest leaders we know. So once again, connection requires selflessness. So give. This is what we've been talking about all week here. It's never about you. It's never about me. It's always about other people. It's about the people we lead, the people we teach. And then number five is this. Connection requires, connecting requires stamina. So recharge. Recharge. Communicating with people, leading people can be very taxing physically, mentally, and emotionally. Uh, so you've got to take time to recharge. I'm not going to go into all of this, but this is really important for you to understand that, that you've got to take care of yourself. And in taking care of yourself, you're then able to fill yourself up so you can go back out and lead more, speak more, teach more, give more. That means you've got to take responsibility to take it on yourself. And here's the deal. Here's what you're going to find. In leadership positions, nobody is going to take care of you. I shouldn't say nobody. Out of 100 people, Two people will stop and think about you, maybe five, maybe six. 
But the other 94, 95 people, they're consistently, like as we talked about in one of the previous videos, they were consistently thinking about themselves. They're consistently thinking about themselves. Okay. Uh, so you've got to you've got to make sure you take the time. That's where you have to set the boundary up and you've got to take time and you've got to recharge so you can be better for other people. And I'll tell you that this is one of the things and my wife will tell you the same thing. I'm really good at setting boundaries in my own life. I'll I'll take a full day in the middle of a week and I'll go kayaking. But it's because I know my schedule and I know what I've done for the previous seven days. Right getting up early, staying up late, getting all the work done. But then I also know that what's coming up is, hey, on Thursday or Tuesday or whatever day of the week it is, I know I'm taking my kayak out. And I'm going to be out there all day long. And I found that that helps me because then once I get that, I get recharged. I get that sun. I get that, you know, I get the water, you know, all around me. I get to, you know, get out there and row and, and get some outdoor exercise that helps to recharge so I can go back in and, and then lead better. You've got to figure out the ways for you that you can recharge, but you've got to do that. So that you can approach the world from a giving perspective, from a leadership perspective, as opposed to taking that. That's all I got for you. Uh, so let's get to our questions here. Uh, let's get to our questions. And here's what it's going to be for this final video of this week. I just want you to list off. Okay. We just mentioned five different things that connection requires of you. I want you to list all five. Just tell me what they are based on the video here. If you got the book, it's going to make it easier for you. But then I want you to write just a few sentences about which one resonates the most with you and why, which one resonates the most with you and why. And then the final thing I want you to write about is what do you do to recharge yourself? And again, some of you may not have that thing. And that's why I'm asking you to write that because you need to have it. If you're not recharging yourself, you're not able to get out there and lead other people the way, excuse me, that they need to be led. So you've got to be able to recharge yourself. Okay. So again, write out those five things. Uh, uh, the five things that that connection requires of you, which one stands out to you and why. Okay. And then I want you to finish off by telling me, um, uh, you know, you, uh, just tell me in one sentence, what is it that you do to recharge, you know, to make sure that you're ready to go. Hey, thanks so much for uh, uh, watching these videos. I, I look forward to your responses and seeing what you have to say. And uh, I'll see you next week and our next video podcast. Take care.